Debates, discussions, and everything else you shouldn't talk about at the dinner table is on our table. It's your weekly guiding motto, In Pod We Trust. Welcome back to In Pod We Trust. I am Tyler Hillier. I am Jacqueline Washington. And I am Nolan Arns. Nolan Arns making two weeks in a row as a guest on this show. Let this happen. I don't know. I thought we said we weren't bringing him back. I know. It's my my claim. Scheduling (laughs) conflicts. You're scaring off the other guests, Nolan. It's that that booming TV Oh, gosh. Well, we have a lot of topics today. It was a long spring break where hopefully, uh, if you were like me, you completely disconnected from any kind of news. In world events, it was great. <laughs> oh my god, I knew nothing going on, and I I want to go back. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance was bliss, but eventually it has to end, and here we are again. So one of the big things, Nolan, I know you're passionate about this. Uh, over the break, Trump instituted some new tariffs on aluminum and steel. I think it was ten percent on aluminum. 25% on steel. That is actually a pretty big deal. <laughs> um, it's massive. It is massive. I and mean, we got talk of like trade wars happening and economists going crazy. Uh, Trump's top economist resigned over this decision. Um, so what do you think, Nolan? Tariffs are just not a good idea for the success of an economy. Now, a lot of people might say, okay, this is going to bring back the steel and aluminum industry in America. But from an economics point of view, all this is going like the reason we import aluminum and steel is because other countries are able to make it for cheaper, which means the businesses in America can get aluminum and steel for cheaper. Now, if we're going to put a tariff on that, that's going to raise the price of aluminum and steel, which is going to raise the price of, um, you know, input costs for manufacturers using goods like that use aluminum and steel like cars. And so as a result, we're going to see an increase in the prices of any good that requires an aluminum and steel input, which is almost everything, because you think, you know, factories and machines do most of the work that's an aluminum and steel input. So this is going to raise the cost of most consumer goods. And at the end of the day, this hurts consumers more than anybody. Jacqueline, I saw you making a face <laughs> over there. Yes. Uh, do you disagree? Um, I don't. I don't necessarily agree with the tariffs. I do see where President Trump is going with it. Um, I don't think it's a surprise to anybody. He ran on the America First platform, and tariffs, protectionism in general, is a very putting your country first, putting your people first. Um, In the long run, does it really help? I don't believe so. Um, Economy, like, in the long run, that's not how it works. Uh, I think he should learn from some economic professors who um, have done extensive research on how tariffs don't really work i also don't think there's a real need for it the steel industry isn't doing bad at all they've had a five percent increase from the last year they the top steel producing manufacturer is at 16 billion in 2016 like they're not doing that bad um, there's no defense need for it and tariffs in general like it's going to hurt other industries within america i do see where president trump is coming from trying to put people first it is kind of a band-aid instead of fixing the problem um but I don't, I, I don't agree with them, no. So what if we, uh, if we get a trade war? You know? That'd be fun. <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> I mean, it seems like we're throwing the first stone in one anyways. Um. Well, you know, a lot of people defending the tariffs say the stone was thrown a long time ago by some of these other countries. Oh, I uh, agree with that. With their aggressive trade practices, while America has just let 
foreign imports, you know, dominate our economy. Walk all over us. So in every way. Yeah. Argument I, I, against. I agree that we need to be talking to these other countries that have, you know, put placed more tariffs and like higher taxes on our products, even when we haven't reciprocated the same thing. And I think we need to like sit down and talk to them rather than immediately throw the stone back. Like, I don't know if we've, if there's any history of communication to try to bring these down, change it, uh, negotiate free trade agreements between different countries. I think that's a much better first step instead of immediately retaliating, you know, fight fire with fire and the whole world burns, right? Eye for an eye and the whole world's blind Mm -hmm. kind of idea. So I think, because it hurts everybody involved. So I think it's kind of funny about it is every single Republican was against it. Mm-hmm. There was not a single Republican in Congress who was like, yeah, uh, tariffs, that's a good idea. Right. At least in the Senate, maybe in the House. Um, but it's just, it, you know, Trump again, bucking his party, completely going against everything they're telling him. What do you, what do you think? But he also, like, we never knew his stance on trade coming in. He's been so wishy-washy with all of it. I, I thought true. trade was the one thing he's always seemed trade pretty clear about. He was always very clear about creating jobs, clear about protecting That's American citizens. But he was—he ne- never had a strong trade policy. He said that he was going to place like a fifty percent tax on. <laughs> oh yeah. Ford, if they moved their <laughs> manufacturing company to Mexico, he's always been protectionist. He hasn't really hit it that much. Right, he's hit protectionism, but that doesn't hit all aspects of trade. Like specifically? That's, that's yeah, it doesn't hit on his policies necessarily other than protectionist yeah, policies, which he just put in place. That's trade policy, though. That is trade policy. It's a small aspect of it, yes. See, what what I think he should have done is, and I read a good article on it by Mr. Dr. Bruce Anderson of the Political Science Department. Check it out. Um, but he makes the case that, well, okay, aluminum and steel, you know, that's fine, but that we're 50 years too late. Basically, all those factories have moved out. They've closed. All the factories have been built overseas. We've imported uh, so much already. We're too late. But where we can still make a difference in terms of tariffs is agriculture. You know, you think about Florida specifically with our uh, oranges and our um, citrus, right? We're getting killed by foreign citrus, cheap citrus coming from overseas. It's because it's so cheap and the labor costs are so low. And it's hurting us here. So there's still a chance to save it there. What do you think about that? That sounds more like a minimum wage problem than a tariff or tax discussion to me. Because what we need to be doing is loosening regulation to allow companies uh, to take advantage of the free market and the true cost of labor as opposed to an artificial cost of labor that is pretty much arbitrary decided by the government overlords that have no idea about the businesses they're imposing this minimum wage on. Okay, I mean, that's a good point. Um, Minimum wage laws obviously are a big problem in the agriculture industry, but you're getting paid 50 cents sometimes, 50 cents an hour in Mexico. These people are working. I mean, minimum wage, even if you were to completely abolish minimum wage in the U.S., it's never going to get that low. Um, it's just because it's what they can pay over there. And see, and that's, we can never get that low. That's where it gets interesting because if somebody's willing to work for 50 cents an hour, that, you know, at that point it's the employer's humanity and ethics that would have to yeah. be okay with doing that. But if, uh, like, personally, I would never go pick oranges in a field well, in the hot okay. sun for 50 cents an hour. What if the argument's different? What if the argument isn't we need to lower minimum wage here? It's we need to pressure Mexico to raise their minimum wage. 
and say, look, you guys are completely cheating the labor system. Why don't you guys raise your minimum wage, apply some labor, fair labor and health standards, right? Um, and then we'll, we'll take off the tariffs. You know, that's what NAFTA was supposed to be, but Mexico hasn't, hasn't complied with a lot of those requirements. I'm personally not big on interventionist policies, uh, and that would be one. You know, I'm more of a loose in the regulation, you know, let's let the companies decide what's best for them rather than decide it for them. Mm. You know, Mexico's got a humanitarian crisis, basically. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's bigger than the minimum wage. That's a a whole bundle of issues (laughs) going into just the way they treat their people and how the government's run over there because it's insanely corrupt. Um, yeah, no, I would not be in favor of that. I would, I'm all about rolling back regulation, let the companies do what's going to maximize profit, lower prices for consumers. Cause that's proven time and time again that it is effective. I mean, if you look at the right, uh, raising minimum wage in states like, uh, like California and I also believe Washington, when they raised it to 15, you know, you saw a lot of minimum wage laborers get laid off because they could be replaced mm-hmm. by technology, things like fast food workers. You know, there's McDonald's here in Lakeland where I don't have to talk to anybody to get my food. And I do kind of like it because I'm just that kind of person. But that's a result of the government arbitrarily increasing input costs into into products and industries. And thank goodness the workers don't have to talk to you, too. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I wouldn't want to talk to me. I wouldn't want to talk to me. Spare the workers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think I just want to put out there's two separate arguments here. There's the ethical argument to it and what's good <coughs> for humanity and how the United States always, like, we try to get involved in developing countries and other countries that are struggling and, like, oppressing their people and try and help those people. But then if you were it to intervene in Mexico in that way, it would severely, severely impact our trade as well which is like another aspect you kind of have to weigh like the humanitarian this would be good for the mexican people and then also this would severely hurt our economy because you are changing their products their costs how they do trade so it's two different arguments it's hard to to group them see i agree with you but the part where i think i break is then why would mexico even sign the agreement exactly because like if this stuff was being negotiated like yeah those are all great points but mexico signed it and they said, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we'll institute, you know, environmental standards, labor standards, blah, 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 blah. And here we are, you know, 20-some years later, and they haven't done anything. They haven't done it. Well, where's the incentive for these business people to do that, these business owners? There's other not. than doing the yeah. right thing, you could argue, if that's what you believe is the right thing, to help yeah. these people out. Um, but there's no incentive for them to do this. They're no, going to lose Because they money. have American work factories right, coming yeah. down and using their, giving them free money. I had something to say and I totally forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, you guys are looking at me because I like. I, I had you well, you're making I these faces. Had, no, I faces. Ready. Yeah, oh, you're making okay, so many faces. So you you guys are kind of backhandedly advocating for an interventionist policy of the U.S. on the Mexican economy. What history does the U.S. have of being successful in interventionist policy? I Not mean, much. The Marshall Plan, but th- again. <laughs> This no this isn't interventionist <laughs> policy. It's a trade agreement, right? Because both countries sign on. It's not like we're we're bumping into Mexico yeah, with drones. Trade agreements yeah. without repercussions. That's what's happening here. What is the repercussion for Mexico not following through? Is that worked into? Well, now it the repercussion is yeah, you know, right. Trump putting well, yeah. threatening tariffs. Uh, 
In yes. many trade agreements, there's like but amendments to them that say if you do not do this, this, and this by said date, this will happen. This tariff, this whatever, what have you, this sanction will be enforced upon you. They are usually included in them. I'm not advocating for interventionists. I think it was quite the opposite. I just yeah, think no. it's a separate right. argument. Yeah, it's not interventionist if it's uh, willing. If it's negotiated. Willing and negotiated. Yeah, yeah if it's negotiated and signed on by Mexico, that's fine. Yeah. I honestly think NAFTA's helped us more so overall. Free trade overall has been a boost to our economy and the world economy. Free trade helps everybody. Everybody wins. Which is what Trump everyone. is blatantly going against with his new tariffs. Yep. <laughs> it's very, very interesting. We'll see where that goes in the future. I just hope my freaking oranges don't go up in prices. we got to keep these things cheap. Honestly. It's yeah. about to be season, isn't it? Yeah. In season right now? I need my OJ. Switch to In the morning. <laughs> What did you just say? Navels. Navel oranges. Navels? Get out. Navel oranges oh are the God. best oranges. Cuties. I recommend cuties. Well, those are Where are you from again, Nolan? Panhandle. Ugh. If you were mid-Florida. The Bible Belt of Mid- Florida, baby. The bi- <laughs> if you were in the yeah. freaking mid-Florida, you would never say Navels. Uh, yikes. Okay. It's well. Place. Another thing that happened uh, past past week or so. We had International Women's Day. Congratulations, Jacqueline. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're a woman. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you so much. (laughs) That came across. (laughs) That that, that did not come across. No, it didn't. I'm really. But, you know, it's an important day. We saw lots of, uh, you know, social media things, lots of great, you know, honoring great deeds from international women, which I think is awesome. I think we can all agree. Lots of uh, wonderful women who've done great contributions to our society, and we have to honor them. Um, but some people apparently were offended by the saying, the future is female. Right. Why? Why is, why is See, that offensive? I believe I was not one of these people, but I did come across quite a few of them on social media, and they're offended from the premise that saying the future is female is like labeling women and separating them from society. What? Um, right. Which is essentially what, you know the left always pushes for almost like separating them so wait a minute it's hard to it's hard to wrap your mind around yeah let me, they let me, let me process this <laughs> so the it's future saying like right now like women aren't leaders like it's, it's instead oh. of saying you're a female leader you're just a leader why do you have to say we're female why do you have to say we're different gotcha. but i think it's just highlighting it i don't know like i don't get offended by that and i'm a woman i'm i, I think, think it's, it's like the different sex like S-E-C-T-S, not S-E-X, of feminism, like the different sex of feminism. Because uh, there's definitely, like, I, I think there's a great divide within the feminist movement. Oh, I could go on <laughs> about this for days. Yeah, there's a huge divide, and I think that's basically <laughs> yes, what that's showing is the people who just have different ways of thinking about it. Um, there's the people who want to be, I guess, I, I don't want to say more inclusive, but just, like, more everybody, not males and females. Um, right. The true feminism, which is equality for men and women. The true definition of feminism. Right. And then, and then the different branches that have kind of come out of it that are giving women a higher chance to do this, a higher chance to be in this, because you're a woman, you get this extra benefit, which is really not equality. Well, one person who had something to say for Women's Nas- International Women's Day Caitlyn Jenner. 
Uh, did you see her I her, did. her video I'm her a video statement? Citizen. Did you hear that? Yeah, so <laughs> she she said uh women are second class citizens, which is interesting in some countries. Not this one. <laughs> Not this one. Correct. Right. But it also begs the question that Caitlyn Jenner has only been a woman for so long. Correct. And I'm I'm not a woman, so maybe I can't speak on it. But it, to me, it seems a little disingenuous for someone who it is a <laughs> very <laughs> who's who benefited their whole life from being a man, and is now suddenly Correct. talking about women's women's suffering. As yes, she did. Um, you know I mean, I will give her one point. She did recognize that she. As she put it, um, I think her, I don't remember exactly what she said, came into womanhood and its struggles later in life than most. Um, she did recognize that. However, I don't, I disagree with her statement. I think it's doing more harm than anything. Yeah. Saying that women are a second class citizen on a day when we're supposed to be celebrating all these achievements made by women all around the world. Yeah. Like you're pushing us back 20 years. And the same thing, you just got here. Like, <laughs> stop. You don't have a right to speak on behalf of all women saying, she also said we are physically and emotionally weaker, um, which I don't necessarily, <laughs> you know, as a woman, what? I'm not as tough as, like, my brothers. I agree with that. It's kind of genetics. But also, all of these things that women are and women do these days, serving our country, doing the same thing as men, and you're really going to, like, she really just pushed us back 30 years, and I don't. I don't see and why this was like again. It's yeah. just completely disingenuous because biologically, <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner is yeah, a man new sister who like, is not you weaker. Know. <laughs> you know, who doesn't suffer from that. You know, what she said like weakness. an Olympic athlete. Yeah, you literally <laughs> an Olympic <laughs> athlete. But she's physically weaker then. Oh my goodness! I, so I would many. like to say I I actually really like the hashtag the future is female because yeah I do too statistically I have a T-shirt very, that says it very true. <laughs> You know, the majority of women graduating college, or the majority of people graduating college are women. The majority okay. of new startup businesses that have occurred in, like, the last uh, five to ten years, mm-hmm. women. And startup also the um, PhD candidates, most Trump's of them are women. administration has the most women appointed to positions ever in history. Wow. That says something. I, know that. Yeah. I actually did not know that. Yeah, see, you wouldn't know. Nikki the media Haley. doesn't tell you. Mm. Love my life. <laughs> Nikki Haley. Future POTUS. Stands, uh, stands up to the entire United Nations after they vote against the U.S., and defends what she and the administration believe in that is that is powerful right yeah i think it was a beautiful day honestly seeing people there were some parts of it that were like mm, really was that need to be said did you really need to go there but seeing women from all across the aisle all walks of life just coming together celebrating each other for one thing that we all have in common it was just it was nice to see yeah it was i enjoyed it it was a good time i didn't make any social media posts about it i should have probably yeah you you know you know, that's okay, though. Um, what else was in the news this week? Oh, boy. We have your favorite person and mine. Don't say it. I'm no. going to say it. David Hogg. What a guy. I got to go. <laughs> well, if you don't know, David Hogg is one of the student survivors from the Parkland shooting. Uh, and I would say he's been the most vocal since. He's been one of the most vocal uh, proponents now of uh, new gun restrictions and gun legislation. Um, and he's been extremely media heavy mm. since the shooting. He's been all over media. Um, 
interestingly enough, I just saw on Twitter like two seconds ago, he's being invited to Harvard to speak oh. on gun legislation, gun control legislation. Um, now, this is such a touchy subject because the second you criticize one of these kids, inevitably someone's going to be like, well, did you survive a shooting? No. So shut up. Which That doesn't give you... That's not an argument. It's not an no, argument. Uh, that's victimhood. It's victimhood. And you're not helping the kids by saying that either. Right. Oh, well, let them speak. Let them say what they want to. They were in a shooting. Oh, my gosh. What do you have to say? No. They don't want that either. Yeah. I, we're in no way lessening their experience. Right. And the tragedy they went through by criticizing their policy options. Exactly. Right. They're two completely separate things. Um, but anyway, so Harvard inviting him and a couple others uh, to come and have this panel on gun control legislation. But they left out Mr. Kyle Kashuv, who is the pro-Second Amendment mm -hmm. survivor of the shooting. He did not get an invitation. Who is still advocating for gun control, worth mentioning. He's, he, is he is advocating for gun control measures to be taken. Just measures. Not as, not yeah. as severe right. as David Hogg and some of his other colleagues. He's adding for working together for yeah. solutions that would yeah. actually work. His solutions were pretty in line with most Republicans and right. the, the Trump outline. Like so common sense, practical yeah. gun policy. Mm -hmm. My biggest problem here is... You know, I, I give actually a lot of props to these students that are willing to step up and talk about talk about the strategy and they want to make change. And I, I love that and I respect that. And that's I, I think really patriotism is when you see a problem in your country and you're willing to step up and try to change that problem. That shows how much you care about this nation and the people of it. I do have a problem though with how the media has given David Hoggs such a massive platform because of how divisive and how controversial he is. Mm -hmm. And I think that's become like a very popular thing amongst media is they see, wow, this guy feels really, really strongly about this. This is really controversial. This will either make you very happy or very angry, and it's pretty much you're either on one side or the other. Mm -hmm. And that's David Hoggs. And he's been given this massive platform. Like He's been on CNN. He's been pretty much on every news network. I don't think he's been on Fox, not that I'm aware of. Yeah. Um, surprise there. Um, <laughs> hey, watch it. But the media is giving him this massive platform to spew very one-sided and non-bipartisan. Like, there's a lot of non-bipartisanship in his message. You know, he hung up on a phone call with Donald Trump. Donald yeah, Trump. Took yeah, yeah. I heard about of that. His day to call him. Yeah. And talk to him, and he hung up on him. That is not bipartisanship. It's that is really not helping unity as a country. And I think right. that that's. I, I think it's disrespectful. Like, I don't care who the president is. If I got a call from the president, I would answer it. If it was oh Obama, if it was Clinton, if it was Bush, right. if it was Trump, I will pick up that phone and stop whatever I am doing. That's a whole other conversation, too. Like, the respect of the office yeah. has yeah. just completely been disintegrated in, in 2018, honestly. Yeah. Um, but back to David Hoggs, you know, I think I agree with you, Nolan. I'm really happy that he's speaking out happy that he's trying to make a change you know clearly i think god has a plan for his life he survived the shooting and he's definitely mm -hmm. using what platform he has um i don't agree with the way he's using it he's very controversial very divisive the fact that you did say he hung up on trump like what is that getting done for your agenda what are you doing it's just it's really not it's helping it's media it's flashy right. it's and flashy. on the flip side kyle he just had a meeting with chelsea clinton mm -hmm. you know he's reaching and 
President Trump and First Lady and Schumer. Yeah, Schumer. Right, and Schumer. He's meeting with so many people from all different sides of the aisle to just work for a common goal. And I think David's thing is you're one side or the other, and not even just one side or the other. You're four kids or you're four kids dying. Yep. Like, that's his message. And he's attacking personally yeah. members of the NRA, member like just regular citizens who've had nothing to do with this. And it's just really not doing it. It's making it worse, I think. I don't think he's helping anything whatsoever. And I wish he would. I wish yeah. he would work with people you want one of the things that you know i've seen him in the media a lot recently florida just passed new gun legislation mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. scott signed it yep um and one of the things it does it rage it raises the buying age of a gun to 21 so now handguns and assault rifles you have to be 21 not shotguns though see but not shotguns i don't so see a huge problem with this legislation like maybe i'm an awful republican for this but I've looked into it because I've Sell been wanting out. to Does get. Does it include hunting rifles? I haven't, uh, I haven't actually looked at the legis- piece know, of legislation. Yeah, who? I don't even know if they know. They probably just put semi-automatic. I, yeah, it doesn't it, really specify okay, everything. Knows. But you had to be 21 to get a concealed carry permit in Florida anyway. Correct. And I think a lot of the people going against this bill are quick to say. Even to buy a handgun too, right? Right, yes. Yeah, so it's saying you can't keep a handgun in your home. Necessarily, they're quick to say like. Oh, well, I can go out and fight for the country, but I can't buy a gun to defend myself at 18. You weren't able to do that in Florida before. Are you buying a semi-automatic rifle to, like, defend yourself? I don't think you are. Buy a shotgun. Okay. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. No, we have home defense shotguns with home defense rounds uh, in our house. Okay, yes. Super cool. But speaking for the majority of people who are like, oh, I want to defend myself from people attacking me, you usually want a handgun, a concealed carry handgun. See, and that, that hasn't changed. It's been 21. It's that always been If, it, if it is your home, an assault rifle is a great choice. We actually, my we own two AR-15s. I say we. My father owns two AR-15s. And I think they'd work great to defend a home. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> only for recreational <laughs> use. But how old is your father? Is your father 18? <laughs> is he 19, 20? No, he's 20? like 51. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Old. I mean, the way... I look at they should have switched the two around. I always thought it was silly that you could buy uh, an AR-15 and 18 and not right. a handgun. Yeah, it should be switched around. It should be the lower caliber, yeah. you know, the less rounds to truly defend yourself. Right. If need be. Okay. Put that at 18 and then put the rifle at 21. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get extended mags for for handguns. That is not hard. I, I'm okay. I'm okay with the handgun. 30, at 30 I'm round okay. handguns. You're Absol- not absolutely. Depend really? depends on the handgun. They exist. Oh, they yes. absolutely but. exist. There's there's um oh there's conversion kits for you to be able to convert your semi-auto pistol into a fully automatic one. Okay. And it's legal to own the conversion kit. It's legal to own the weapon. It is illegal to use the conversion kit on the weapon. Makes sense. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I'm just keep the kit on your shelf. <laughs> you know, put it over your fireplace. Law. It's yeah. It's one of those interesting things about gun laws where there's a lot of like really just weird niche loopholes. Yeah, like, why do we have fully automatic conversion kits on the market? Why is that allowed? I it's I, I don't yeah. need a fully automatic pistol to defend myself. But but you have a right to have it. But regardless, no, you don't. based yeah. on the Second Amendment, there's no restrictions oh, and stuff. It's something okay. that needs to be worked in. No restrictions on firearms. Jacqueline Washington, 2018. <laughs> Wait, I. I I said I support the Florida law. What do you mean? Sell out. Honestly? <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, the NRA suing yeah, Florida now for, that, for passing that law. As soon as uh, Rick Scott signed it. Um, and in this case, I think I would have to agree just because 
agree I with the law or agree with the suit? Agree with the suit because I think you need to switch around the hand. You need to make the handguns 18 because essentially what you're doing is you're denying legal citizens the right to bear arms. Why are you guys sleeping on shotguns? <laughs> I, I'm being so. Not all of us are from Hickville, USA. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, shotguns. <laughs> shotguns are great. They're cheap. <laughs> we don't. We consistent. don't all live in the Panhandle, okay? The we Bible Belt. The, uh, the racks on our big pickup trucks to uh, put the shotguns. <laughs> Shooting what some possums on the road right? with my shotguns. Got some dinner, babe. <laughs> shotguns, will defend, shotguns will defend you just as well. They absolutely home. will. I completely agree with job. you. And the sound of a pump shotgun will be enough to scare away some attackers. Okay. It will. I have a the pump sound BB gun. I know that sound. The sound of a pump is very, very distinct. I think I just very might get the uh, sound of a pump shotgun app on my phone. <laughs> and just like... <laughs> Don't mess with like me. <laughs> <laughs> hook, up a, hook up a Bluetooth and just, yeah, if I have a I home like invasion, it. save money. That's quite the strategy. You can be 18 for that. <laughs> very you can true. also just have a knife. Well... That doesn't make a sound, so that that would be less threatening. Unless you like take it out of, like a metal sheet and you just <laughs> you start like shing shing <laughs> <laughs> like Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. I'm coming for you, Mr. Burglar. Shing shing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, that's messed up. <laughs> we're gonna cut that out. Okay. <laughs> Nolan wants to be freaking Friday the Thirteenth on a burglar. Oh, that's man. what I took out of that. I do want to make sure, though, we do give props to Rick Scott. Whether we agree with it or not, he is doing something to make a change. I like it. Um, bringing it to yeah. the table. Senator Rubio also no. supported the legislation. Sure. Correct. Love him. Um, and there is also a new, I don't know if you saw Trump, The I think it was the Department of Justice, just filed for banning bump stocks. Yep. Yes. And he's been tweeting about that. That's right. That's a good thing. There's I love no that. No need for bump stocks. Right. Good. They're cool. Get rid of them. That's, that was a good no Trump thing. moment. That was a good little pat on the back for him. Yeah. Yeah. After good Trump. Tariffs, After no bad Trump. Yeah. yeah. Tariffs was bump stock. Good Trump. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> he has his moments every he time. Here's another thing. I mean, while we're on the topic of good Trump, uh, he's meeting with Kim Jong Un. He is. Wow. Little rocket man. Little Rocket Man. Little Rocket yeah. Man. You think he'll say that when they meet? Oh, absolutely I not. hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's awesome. I I, can't, I couldn't I could not believe it when I heard it because I was right. like, this will never work. You know, him tweeting at him like this, mm -hmm. this this maximum pressure. Like it it's. I didn't think it was gonna work. It's so much progress. Here honestly, he is for Trump. meeting with Kim Jong Un, and what is going to be to me the equivalent of like the Reagan Gorbachev meetings uh, and like the Kennedy. Right. Uh, what was that guy's oh, name? Oh, um, starts with a K. Uh, Khrushchev. Khrushchev. Yep. I think that's right. Yeah. It's gonna be the equivalent of those like starts big, with a C, but it's fine. Big anyway. meetings. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Jacqueline. <laughs> but yeah, that's huge to me. Yeah. Um, I and think I it's do awesome. Also, I really like how, there was a reporter that asked him, like, what do you think is going to come from this? And he's like, I'm not going to say anything before we meet. Like, he was trying to really not say, I'm going to get him to do this, 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 and pay for this, you know? Like, yeah. it was a good, like, I'm just meeting with him, we're talking, we're going to get it figured out for America. And that's important for, like, building that relationship. Right. Is, like, as long as, like, everything goes at yeah. least kind of okay. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of good to come of this and maybe do denuclearization. 
and maybe trying to solve the humanitarian crisis, you know, like how they all believe that he's a god and how can he, like, you, starves them and stuff. Can you imagine if these two come out of these things like Reagan and Gorbachev did? I like, hope so. Like well, both cowboy hats on. Cowboy <laughs> hats, you know. <laughs> yeah. Trump, Trump brings them to hey. Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> like, you know. It's going to end in collusion claims. I think that's, I think yes, that's what's largely going to come of this. As from a media perspective, I hope something productive happens. I, I want too. something productive happen. It'd be nice. But I think there's going to be a lot of. I oh, really he's think if, with you Kim s- if they come up with collusion claims, like oh, they're going really, to. they're going to say appeasement. They're going to be like Trump's buckling to Kim Jong Un. He was Post woefully unprepared. Oh yeah. Right. No and matter what happens, um, I think it's safe to assume we'll be the first of many if it actually goes through. Um, so even if nothing happens in this first meeting. Hopefully the relationship is formed. And then maybe we can see yeah. some talks between North and South Korea about demilitarization. Uh, wouldn't I that mean, be just nice? The fact that he's, he's said that he wants to. Kim Jong-un ah, has made statements recently. He's awesome. like, I want to I I chat. I want to kind of relax with this whole, like, almost a war thing. Like, this whole yeah, Cold War yeah, yeah. that they've had, basically. I think that's a true testament to Trump's leadership, honestly, thus far, and how other world leaders see him. I really think they do respect him as a powerful leader who's not going to back down. I think Kim Jong-un respects him. I think Kim Jong-un respects that Trump is more unpredictable than he is. And that he will (laughs) not. (laughs) I think Kim Jong-un thought he had a monopoly on the kind of like, you know, off the rails, world leader, (laughs) unpredictable. And then Trump came in and was like, I'm taking it. To the next level. I'm threatening to use nuclear arms against you. My button's bigger. <laughs> My button is bigger than and yours. And Kim Jong-un was just like, you know, okay. One of my own. Right. One of my <laughs> own. Yeah, kindred Friend. spirits. So I wouldn't say world leaders necessarily respect him. I think he's got the respect of Netanyahu for his unwavering support of Israel. Of course. And, but then, like, the rest of Europe, the, um, the Arab countries despise him. Despise and respect can go hand in hand, though. I think they just despise him for his un- for his unwavering support in, uh, of Israel, if nothing less. Oh, Saudi right. Arabia, let but him no touch one's gonna the think yeah, they're yeah, gonna the pull the him. It might be cool with Saudi, but maybe I don't know. I'm saying no country's gonna think they can pull one over on Trump. Like I don't think any of them think that he's just gonna back down. Unless you're Macron and okay, you okay. throw him <laughs> a big, beautiful military parade. All right. He played it smart. Um, okay, so before we end, we're almost done. Drum roll. Is it time? It's time. Drum roll, please. Your favorite section in <laughs> mine, Real Talk, which I will be doing today. I haven't done one yet. Oh, congrats. took them off from me. Yeah. First. So, Real Talk today. Let me take a photo. Hold on. Oh, oh God. Please <laughs> stop. No. Uh, Real Talk today. Elon Musk, one of my favorite men in the world, he says we need to colonize Mars because we need to avoid World War Three. Mm-hmm. Right? Kim so. Jong-un. World War Three happens, just in general, <laughs> just in general. Okay, World War Three happens, we kill everyone, we've got people on Mars, and we're good. The human race lives on. I think, awesome. I love it. I love Mars and everything <laughs> about that. I think that's so exciting that we're going to live to see a person on Mars one day and colonize it. That's so cool. Elon Musk is just... Awesome. I'm fanboying right now. And would you colonize her? Oh. Oh. What's that supposed Ooh. to mean? No, okay, so I think this is actually really, really cool. My favorite part about this is this is being done in the private industry and requires no government support. That's right. Right? SpaceX, Elon Musk, it's all him. 
and his funds and his donors and everything, and it's all just like it's done it's in the brilliant. private sector. So if he wants to go colonize Mars, I'm here for it. I think it's really cool. I think it sounds weird, but he almost has a point because if there be, if if there's a nuclear war, it's almost a very real possibility. Because if you think about the development of nuclear weapons, a nuke hasn't been dropped since World War Two. Jacqueline just rolled her <laughs> eyes. Nukes haven't been dropped since World War Two. Technology, think about how far it's come since the 40s. Mm. There could be some massive, massive destruction. I mean, radiation reached California when uh, Fukushima. Hiroshima, Hiroshima and Nagasaki what was that title? were dropped. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about the tsunami. No, no, no. Well, yeah that, yeah, that also reached, but that was from a nuclear power plant, not a bomb. But yeah, like, yeah. radiation from the bombs dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, radiation did reach California. And the fact that it, it could reach that far in the 40s, I don't really want to know what we have now. Well, sign me up. Yeah, I'll go to Mars. Put me on Mars. I'll do it. Unpopular opinion here. It sounds like one of those crazy nut job conspiracies oh, to me. Like I'm all for it. I'm all for it because my tax dollars are not going to it. Actually, um, but okay, it's a little bit. Mostly, it gets subsidized. It, it's, right. it's subsidized. Yeah. It's okay. Um, I don't know. I've just never been. I think it's cool. I, quite honestly, I don't know enough about space exploration. What do you need to, to know? Speak on it. We're putting a person in space. A person. It's awesome. Yeah, but in Mars. Mars. In space. Like Elon Musk is going to fly out there, grab his roadster, and then drive it on Mars. <laughs> that's gonna, cool. Yeah, I support that. <laughs> I want to ride with him, but <laughs> yes. I don't know. It just seems way out there to me. Like, all for it. Go for it, dude. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah, World War III is imminent. Well, I disagree. I don't, I don't know if it's I that, That's an unpopular thing. I, I hope I, not. With the current rise of nationalism amongst major nations. Okay, but it's not going to be a... Ooh, you uh, want to talk about World War One, World War Two? Nationalism come is a huge Nuclear factor. deterrent. Nuclear deterrent. Mm. A little different. But once one fires. One thing I will say, though, I'm glad we're in America because I think we have the best chance of survival if that does happen. That's right. So. We got the best chance of winning. I don't know about yeah. survival. America. America. Dude, Florida would be wrecked. Yeah, I'd go back to Jersey. No offense. No, what do you mean? <laughs> We've we're, got on, we're on the opposite coast from most of our enemies. Yeah, but we've got <laughs> we've got China, Air Force China, bases. We've got you know, Cape so Canaveral. That's where we're launching all our satellites from, Cape Canaveral. Like, yeah, but we have, we have the Iron Dome system. It will never get over here. Oh man, do we? Yeah, we yeah we have Iron Dome uh, defense technology. In Florida, I'd imagine so. With the amount of Air Force bases that are here and the ma- you know our satellite so. launches. <laughs> Well, our You'd country has so. it. If it, if I feel like if we were in danger of that, it would be set up hmm. on major coasts. Well, this has been a optimistic discussion. I say that tentatively. Much better than last week. Tentatively, <laughs> considering we just ended that on nuclear <laughs> destruction, Nolan. It's yeah. imminent. Thank you for that. Yeah, Build your shelters now. Ah. Be a prepper. I think my dad has Doom one. If you're prep. listening, Dad, Doom keep going. Preppers? Keep oh going. <laughs> what a show that is. That is a great show. Oh, God. That'll be me when I grow up if college, t- college well, wait, degree doesn't work out. what's going to happen first? Like nuclear warfare or the zombie apocalypse? Ooh. One causes the other. <gasps> I'm not sure which yet. I'm not sure which order, but one That was my brain exploding. Mm. George Romero's brains. <laughs> Zombies like brains. All right. <laughs> well, this has been a great discussion. 
Uh, thank you, Nolan, for being here. Thank you for having me. Us, of course. If you Your make last it episode, bring me back. I yeah. really appreciated it. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in. This has been another episode of In Pod We Trust. You got to work on that. Oh. <laughs> thank you, guys. We See you guys there next you week. See you next week.